Oh, hello, hello. This is the Bench Podcast with me, Ethan Cunnison. To my left is Georgie B. Welcome back, guys. It's the Bench Podcast with your boys. Carry and on. below me is Alex King. Hello, I'm Dan James. Nice to meet you. Any phone with the world was Dan James. Yeah, mate, I can't. So today, keep it back in topic, we are finally doing a podcast episode where the news is relevant to this week. So, lads. It's uploaded, to be fair, so you can't be uploaded. It'll be uploaded uh, the same week we've recorded it, so whatever. We'll see about that one, Ethan. So, so Georgie B. Morning, done tomorrow morning. Whatever. No one knows what. No one knows what tomorrow morning is. So, <laughs> so whatever. Yeah, it's different in like YouTube land, isn't it? So, come carry on. So, Bennett, do you want to speak to the the viewers about what we're going to be speaking about today? Well, we've got two bits of two bits of important news, really, that's been happening last. Of more more discussion topics, really. But the first one's obviously the news that's just been announced that. Um, we're starting to get um, crowds back into football stadiums during what while this while this pandemic's going on. It's rumored currently, I think it's about four thousand at max for like I think it's for certain tiered areas depending on where you live. But um, it's a start, obviously, with fans coming back into football stadiums, which is it's always going to be a good thing, really, because football it needs fans at the end of the day for, for not not just for money purposes, but to get the atmosphere of football back and get the players. More, more, more willing to play for for the team, really. So, I think the main question is: Well, one, um, do you think it will? Um, it's hard to get like political and everything, but do you think it'll be yeah. good for ev- for everyone? Like, would it cause a, a third wave? Will it? Um, but is it good? Is it bad? No. Kingy, what do you think? I don't think it will cause any problems because you've got to remember the most capacity stadiums in the Premier League and other leagues, you know, what it will do, even in the lower leagues, you won't be able to have a full stadium. They'll have to have like a certain capacity of their stadium. So it's it's a it's a good thing. And as I said, you know, we've been to a few like games out of the non-leagues um, where social distancing has been implemented and it's been fine and we've all been fine and we haven't really felt, you know, in danger of catching it and it, you know even when it was getting quite bad so I think you know this lockdown has helped reduce the um, numbers of infection so I believe I think it's a good time for, to let people come back as a stadium because you know the people have gone through a lot of hardship and they need to be able to you know enjoy a few things especially on a weekend you know after you've been to work and especially in the winter nights it's just good to be able to do something on a weekend I and mean, obviously not everyone's going to be able to go back. Probably not till April. You know, they'll probably be allowed. To... It's probably not going to be till full next season where um, they'll allow full crowds again. But I think over time, I think it will gradually build up so, to it. So, so I've got the the new rules up here um, on my computer at the moment. So, how it's going to be working? Then um, we'll get we're going to go back to the tier system. So, if you're in tier three, um. You're not allowed them um, crowds. That's it. Crowds. Everything. Tier two, you're allowed them. Um, you're limited. Live events will be limited to 50% capacity or 
2,000 people outdoors or 1,000 people indoors. And then well, for, non, for, non, for non-league, that's perfect, really, because yeah. non-league, the, 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 a, lot, a lot of non-league teams don't get above a thousand anyway. It's just mm-hmm. for like local fans and maybe for obviously the away fans as well for, for the opposition, really. Well, that, when we yeah. go to grounds, when we go to games, it's usually about 100, 200 people usually. So yeah. that's yeah, fine. Max, yeah, yeah. We need to be careful. Like, if you're going to switch, up, I'm not saying it's good and I'm not saying it's bad, but you need to switch it up and look at the other side of it. What are you going to do? If you've got a stadium and their capacity is close to four thousand, will it be fifty fifty um, percent capacity, or will they be allowed the four thousand? Bearing in mind, this is probably more for say like more professional football clubs, like 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 non-league. Non-league, you can kind of spread out a bit because it's, they're quite open because there's not not massive stands. There's like mm. say a small stand, but then there's like a few little or just just pathway areas where you can just stand and watch the game, which is easy to spread out. That'd probably be more of a problem for say like your Premier League or Championship because they're all quite tightly packed, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. But four thousand in like a thirty thousand capacity stadium is fine. You can easily spread four thousand people out. Well, they were saying. Know, I, think, so. I think I think they were saying um, the people who are going to be allowed into these games are going to be season ticket holders. So which is the like, yeah, because we won't be able to go. Yeah. Well, no, we wouldn't. We, know, but. Yeah, which is good though because at the end of the day. Depending on the football club, season tickets are a lot of money, and fans have been still are still been um, paying money for their season tickets for like the hope of soon that they might be able to watch um, football again. So I think re- really football wise, season mm. ticket holders have to be put first. That's yeah, true. I mean, well, I think it's going to be <coughs> sorry. It's, it's going to be <coughs> it's going to be good for. Um... Right. Fans just get back in, you know, especially mm. like the fans that got season tickets. I think anyone, you know, people have been able to watch football since March, so it's a it's been a stressful time and people have missed it. But it'll bring a bit of atmosphere back as well to football, you know, it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it won't be the same straight away because obviously, it, it, having 4,000 comparative to say. Fifty-five thousand on a full match day. Oh no, obviously it's the same, no, but, but it's, it's better than nothing. At the end of the day, you, you, at least there's some. There's gonna be some atmosphere at least. One hooligan. I mean, Arsenal. I mean, I mean, I'm Arsenal fans. I mean, they'll be about the same either way, whether they have any have no fans or all their fans. So. And City fans. They'll be allowed. They'll, they'll be allowed four thousand. They won't even fill four thousand up. They'll get. They'll get four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> not four no, I will eat up. Sorry, Man City fans, if you're watching. That's a joke, isn't it? I honestly don't care what City fans are talking about, so whatever. God, Ethan needs to appeal to, to other fans, not just. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm joking. I know, I know, I know. We need anyway. to be a, a mutual, a mutual um, platform for every fan base. So, yeah. <laughs> well, not for not not obviously not for City or Arsenal because we've just slewed all them. So. You know, we'll move on from that one. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, obviously, in the future, obviously for this podcast, we obviously were thinking about maybe going to say different. Once, once lockdown and, and this virus has more or less been eradicated or gone, we obviously were thinking about obviously going to some live games, like say around the world. Like, mm. Obviously, we had a thought about this when we actually started the podcast. Yeah. We had a good discussion today, and we decided for, for all you bench guys, we're going to go around to every single West Midlands regional football Premier League stadium. Not, well, not that one. I mean, more say <laughs> indoor, like 
sorry, maybe like Juventus. Well, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, it's just, it's just ideas. Yeah, I'm I'd like to, I'd like to go to Marseille Stadium. Marseille, I've got a lot of stadiums. Yeah, you know what, guys? If there's any particular club abroad, obviously within reason, because at the end of the day, unless unless more people subscribe, at this moment we've only got 86 um, subscribers and we don't have the facilities financially wise to be going to every sort of stadium. Yeah, to get to go to every stadium. But if you've got any stadiums that you'd probably want to see in like like blogging content or like a document, um, I was in a documentary style, maybe like you know, like in a documentary style as well. And just drop in the comments of what football club you might want us to visit in the future. A good one I've heard is you know, going going to Sparta Prague or or Slavia Prague. Apparently, it's quite quite good atmosphere there. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few YouTube. And also, we won't be able to speak. We won't be able to speak to each other. We won't near each other. Oh yeah, and also and also different countries have different um rules and different countries are better off and different con- countries are worse off with COVID. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I guess we'll see in the future. But whatever, what whatever you don't send us to Boca Juniors um, River Plays because I, I, I don't think we'll make it back. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, be post mortem podcast where our parents will just send us send the video up and put it on the. Uh, on <laughs> the last bench, the, the last bench podcast. Yeah, R.I.P. Your new hosts for the bench: Brandon Hall, <laughs> Adam Adam Cottrell, and and Ross McKellar. <laughs> Shout out! Yeah, no, no one else except us. None of they are. But we'll move on. Um, do you want to move on to say the um the news that's been happening? The um mm. bit about game management, the game scheduling. Yeah, I think this kind of links to um one of the previous podcast episodes that we did um earlier on in the year with um remember when we talked about um was it right at the time for the Premier League to bring back the um to to like to come back at the time or should have cancelled it? Season, yeah, and I think we're starting to see the implications of um I'm not going to big myself up for anything, but are on you, but carry on. But I think we started to see the implications of um, bringing back the Premier League so soon, and yeah. and the rush of bringing back the new season. Because, like, I don't know if you, if like the fans like or the people listening or watching, um, realise, but like with football at the moment, um, a lot of players are getting struck by injuries. Like, you're talking. Well, obviously, we'll add, we'll add a bit of context to this because, well, this 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 has begun to surface. I think um, I think it was the Man United Everton game that I saw it first, like coming to focus. I mean, Solskjaer was um, was interviewed by BT, and he yeah. obviously complained about the, the amount of games they've been having to play, especially since mm. he went to say that last season they're in the Europa League and they got to the later stages. Exactly. The team's obviously going to be tired and fatigue, and then potential injuries would have set in. And then obviously this weekend just gone. Um, Jurgen Klopp, so had, well, he basically had a rant about Sky and BT about the scheduling, saying that um, he's, he's basically been he's been messing up not not just Liverpool's season, but obviously the Premier League in general because that's why mm. there's been a lot of debate about whether they should bring back more substitutes as well. And that's another thing as well. I am really surprised that um, the majority of the Premier League managers vote to have to have three substitutes. 
Well, from what, yeah, from because what they've I, done, I they've before, done it because from what I gathered before, it was more based on the fact that they thought they were going to get an advantage over the, the smaller teams because obviously the squad depth of say of Man City, Liverpool, or United is going to be better than what Burnley or Palace or something, someone like that, for example. But isn't the fitness of the players more important than? I agree. Um, I agree with that. Like, why can't I know? I know your squad depth isn't probably as um, better off as the people higher up in the table. But why couldn't you use um, the five substitutes rule and probably bring in some? Um, it doesn't have to be first team players. It could bring in some youth academy players, for example. Well, that's what. And everyone loves that. That's, 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 that's the other, that's the other argument for it. Yeah, you can you can use youth players, give them more of a chance, and give them time to develop it on the pitch. Exactly. But, you know, that's that's why not some clubs. That wouldn't be a bad rule. That wouldn't be a bad rule. Like you could bring you could bring on four subs that were your first team. Hmm. But then you have to have a youth academy player on the bench and use him. Yeah, maybe that's a but, future role that the Premier League could, you know, bring in. So like, it's like a player under twenty, someone it like that. Do, yeah. One of your one of your five subs has to be a player under twenty, and then um, if you need, and he's got to be the fifth mm-hmm. substitute. But I don't see that rule. I, I couldn't see that rule being implemented, to be honest. It'd be beneficial for younger well, players. Yeah, they they but... need the game time, but you know, you got to got to give that a chance, haven't you? I guess it's hard because um, a lot of clubs aren't really heavily, well, not a lot, not most of the clubs, but a lot of clubs aren't really focused on their youth academy at the moment. Like, if I'm going to, I can know, not a lot of clubs really give debuts at this current time. And you could argue that this is probably the, the best time to start giving out debuts to your, your best young talents. I know, I know I'm, I'm being a bit biased here from Liverpool, yeah. but I, I, think, I think we have started to do that. Like players like Nico well, Williams. And if let's be honest, Benny, Benny, if you had a full strength squad, you wouldn't be starting these players. Well, no, I, I wouldn't, obviously, we've had our injury issues like for us, but like, like if they weren't good enough, they wouldn't play. Like, like, like obviously, Curtis Jones, I'll give you an example of one. He, he, since he's come in, he's, he's looks pretty solid. And he's only 19 as well. And look, but Benny, I could argue, though. Once, okay. So I want to give give me an honest um, answer here. Okay. When Henderson comes back, when um, Fabinho, um, well, when they said when Van, Van Dyke comes back, so Fabinho can play in midfield. Is Curtis Jones going to be starting for Liverpool? Well, not straight away, but the way I'm I'm seeing it is here. You've got Alex Oxide Chamberlain, and you've got Naby Keita, who is so, who is so injury prone at the moment, especially. Nabi K. Well, well, Ox has had more long-term injuries, but Kater keeps getting these little hamstring or thigh injuries. We, we, he's putting him out of so many games. There's got to be a point where you got to either go right, give Curtis Jones a chance to maybe get past them in in like the, the ranking, or you know, give them give Kater and Ox time to, to heal. But for me personally, you got to keep moving as a football club. So it's so a player like Curtis Jones, bringing him in, giving him game time to maybe surpass Nabi Kater and Oxlade Chamberlain. I think that's more beneficial. I just, for me, I, I don't really like. I, I understand that Liverpool are starting to give them more youth players a chance, but I, I just feel like um, they're only doing it because they're forced to. And as soon as your first team players come back, I, I don't see them starting. Obviously, Curtis Jones to be honest with you, Ethan, I'll probably have to agree with Bennett on this one. Because I think Liverpool Seriously? have... Yeah, because at the end of last season when they had a fully fit squad, like in cup matches, 
Um, so that's, that's when they won the league. Nico Williams. No, in cup matches before yeah, that. Yeah, last cup matches though. Okay, this yeah, is, it's, we're going completely off topic here. But do you see Klopp, yeah, against like so? For me, if if Liverpool were playing Man City, for example, even though Man City like. Bottom half the the second half. We'll move on but, before we... whatever. It's sorry, it's above lords, but whatever. Um so Liverpool are playing Man City. Let, let, let's, let's bring it a bit close to home. Liverpool are playing United. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jurgen Klopp gonna be starting Curtis Jones against Man United? Yes or no? No, no not the moment, moment, no. Exactly, so he's not heavily youth influenced. No, but he's, but he's still been given the opportunity to play. He's played. He's playing quite a few games this season. And anyone, he, yeah, he but him started against Arsenal in the Community Shield. I know. I know. I know. Because he, the, the, the things could pile up. Yeah, but Trent Trent was fit at the time. Yeah, because of the things could pile up. No, but it's, it's all right. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Because for me, I, I just I don't, I don't really see um, I, I don't really see managers at the moment focusing on on young talent. And I think that's a lot of managers at the moment. Like I don't know why. Maybe just maybe a lot of people's young talent is not good enough at the moment. Or if they were good enough, they probably have already started. But I think it would be very really beneficial for. Um, for one, at its current um, climate, like for players to like regain the fitness and and give young players more of a chance. Well, I mean, this is a general point. I don't think the media helps with that sort of stuff because you get like certain players who are overhyped to to the max, and then like they're expected to become this amazing next next legendary player, like ne- the next Messi or the next Ronaldo, etc. They've been put this pressure on them, and then obviously when it doesn't live up, they, they just get ridiculed for it, which it isn't really you know fair. I think um, you made a really I good think that's point what there. Now, really. I think you made a good point, and I think this could be a topic in itself that we could talk about because um, I've he- I've been hearing a lot of in news about. No, no, I-, I think we should talk about it now, and um, to be quite honest, because I, I think we're starting right, to okay. see a lot of um, young players being. Um, targeted let's say by the media so i'm i'm saying i know the united players and i'm not really too sure about other players but i'm starting to see a lot of players um a lot of the media targeting mason greenwood greenwood at the moment and i'm seeing a lot of um of the media targeting um, marcus rashford even after what he's done um for the nation at the moment with um his scheme building, feeding them. But it's papers like the Daily Mail and the Sun that do all this sort of stuff, though. They're just, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, to be fair, Rashford didn't really help himself by doing an interview with the Sun, but that's you know, the Daily the Daily Mail is another one of those sorts of things where, where a similar like like, like they, they do this a lot. Like Raheem Sterling is another example of this as well. Exactly. Where like say like say they're buying a house for like a family member, like the mom or like, like another family member, that the Daily Mail will go all in, say all. Footballer spending money on a flash house. Um, learn, learn to have respect for 
look, look, look for money, you know, that sort of stuff. Why are you spending so much mm. money on all this? But it, they're not reading, they're just doing it because they like to make a story out of it. That's the problem, though, because, like, I think they've stopped They've stopped now targeting um, Raheem Sterling because of the media coverage suggesting that the media are. And I, and I really think, like, I'm not, I'm not condemning what Mason did um, um, in, in England against when he, when he was out for international duty. But I think since then, the media have put a target on his back. Well, and, they're what, making up, and they're making up a lot of stories at the moment. I think it's Phil Foden was in a similar situation as well, but he seems to have been ignored now. Exactly. I'm not saying it's I, I'm not saying it's a race a race thing, but that's what a lot of people are saying, though, isn't it? Really, though, that, that's, that's the main point that they're trying to get at. It is it is has been classed as that sort of problem. Well, I just think I just think the targets in Greenwood because he's Man United, and they just everyone wants to just fucking go at Man United, don't they? That's the thing, though. Like I can honestly say, hand and heart, um, the reason why Mason's out the team at the moment isn't because he's a troublemaker. Like I heard the other day that the media calling him the next Ravel Morrison. <laughs> oh, we all remember Ravel Morrison, don't we? That's the thing, though. But what what what's Mason done to be a tar- um to be targeted by the media? And honestly, like it's all about is... that COVID stuff, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Lockdown on international duty, but there's only so much you can milk out of that, really. Yeah, but Mason is nineteen. I know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's he, he's he's a kid. He's young enough. He's a kid. We're we're older than him, which is really scary in that regard. But yeah. you know. I just, I just, I just think it's like a disgrace, like how the grown men are basically the bullying a nineteen-year-old. Well, this, fair, this borderline bully, bullying. To be fair, this has been a, this has been quite. This hasn't just occurred recently. This has been for years upon years. Like George exactly, Best, and that's why it's a problem. George Best is another example. He, he, he was football's first... I'm, I'm using an example of George Best here because he was football's first big superstar, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he was pursued by media. They were trying to get stories out of him and ultimately that's also what led to what happened with him. He's, he's alcoholism, but it, it's it, it's not a good look, really, for football, it, for journalists, if they're doing that sort of thing, really. I'll just ignore the papers, really. The papers just talk crap. So um, I just not, not not I don't think all papers are like that. But there's, there's no, a there are there are some there's rags. They're absolute yeah. rags. There's, 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 I think there's a lot of um, well-respected um, journalists, well-respected oh, yeah. newspapers like um, Independent. I, f- I find them um, really um, give out good stories. Um, Please the let's say. The Telegraph, except as well, and online, the Athletic. If you want to sponsor the podcast, or whatever. oh, please, 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 <laughs> please, sponsor me. No, I think like the Athletic and a lot of journalists online, Twitter, for example, that they're really reliable when it comes to source, and they don't print out absolute crap like the Sun, like the Mirror, like oh, the Mail. Don't even start on the Sun. We'll be here all day. And they'll be doing they'll be doing it for years. And I'm not gonna lie. I think Sky, Sky Sports News, is slowly starting to go downhill with 
reliable sources. If I'm if going to be lose, quite honest, not going to sponsorship with Sky now. You've ruined it. Who cares? I'm, oh. I'm dissing Sky. Nah. <laughs> you might. So I'm going to want to sometimes for deadline day now. Come on. For me, Sky, Yo, Sky is not. Sky is not a credible source anymore. I remember as a young football fan back in the day. <laughs> I used to thank God Sky Sports News, and I'd be like, "Yeah, this is this is gospel. This is this is going to happen." But I think Sky that they make that they've come into a mold of creating news to like fake like news. transfer yeah like fake news to. Um, like transfer news, for example, they put out a transfer that's probably not happening. Then people got to bet on it on Sky Bet. So I just think uh, you need to be watching this. You, you're a heavy. I just don't think they're credible in the slightest. I think yeah, I, I, I agree. They are losing the credibility at the moment, but mm. it, it's it's there's not it's who you can trust really in that sort of regard. It's hard at the moment because. Some some more reliable than others. Some some people do quite with some truthful stuff, but then other times it can be a bit of like a failure. It, some people can print lies and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's hard to say. Oh. Mm. But that's yeah. It's a bit, a bit of a different podcast. We just talk about mm. random stuff, really, not just about yeah, the topics. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this. Well, one. I, I like this episode. We got a bit of time now, so I think we can go back to the topic about. Oh, you know, okay. Let's go back to all the last stadiums and see. I think I can. It'll, you know, it's going to be like weird. Like when we first see everyone, when we see a few people back in, you know, be actually it'd be interesting to see like how good the atmosphere is. I mean, I'm not expecting anything good, but we'll be able to like, you know, what will there be like? Chanting, or will it be like you know? So I mean, but will it be like? I can't stop. You can't stop bands from chanting. Yeah, no, but like obviously, will it? Will it be just? Will it be? I know it won't be as good, but how good will it be? You know, like what will it be like? It's, it's just it's like so many unknowns, you know. And it's not exactly the same as having a full capacity crowd. I know it? that. I know it's that. But it's just going to be nice it. to hear. It's just going to be nice to hear a bit of atmosphere, you know. Even if it's just a little bit. Because it's just, I've missed it, you know. I listen to that fan crowd on bloody Sky Sports. I mean, I still have it on because you need to amplify what's already there. Because I'm sorry, as much as people want it to happen, yeah, yeah. As much as people want it to happen, 4,000 people isn't going to sound as much as, let's say, 10 or 20,000 people. Let's be, let's be honest. Yeah. It's better than nothing. At the end of the day, you got to be. You've got and to that's be, the main thing. That's the main it's thing. Starting to, we, we seem to be starting to get back to that sort of how we used to have like, watching a football match, having the the atmosphere of the crowd and all that, and all that, all, all the side of the all that sort of stuff. Really. How long do you guys reckon it'll be before um, we start to get a bit more of an increase in crowds? So let's say from four thousand, then it's like ten thousand or something. I think it'd be. I like, think it, I think it's. Um... I'll say March. I think. I think it's very dependent on a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of talk about a vaccine at the moment. I think that's that's going to be a factor. And I think getting into next year, how many cases and um, we'll be getting in the future, I think that's going to be a factor. Mm. Well, well, I mean, think it, I think... obviously this isn't just bear in mind. This is this is a football podcast, not a coronavirus podcast. Just just to not confuse everyone, but you know. 
But yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of factors um coming into play. How many how many fans or if fans will be increased or decreased? Because we we might see that bringing loads of fans into, into stadiums, even for season ticket holders, might it might be a, a massive mistake. It might be. Well, I don't think it will be though. Not in the, because I think that you know you, you can easily spread out a decent number of fans in a bigger stadium. You could easily do it. You just so, need to make sure. The main thing is obviously trying to get money back into the well. Well, in, in from well, one of the big ones for me, you're trying to get money back into football because ultimately, yeah. say you, you're going to get some League One and League Two clubs, maybe even lower than that. They'll they'll be starting to panic about whether or not they'll be able to see it well, financially. And also as well, you've got like um, what was I saying? You've got like it's in an outdoor setting as well, as a stadium. So it's not like it's. You know, you're in indoors, stuck indoors. Um, you know, you can wear masks while sitting down. So there are safety um, in implementations that have got to be put in. So I think, I think after a couple of months, I think if everything continues to decline, you know, the way it you know, keeps declining, the number of cases, I definitely think that we could get a few more. February, March time, I think. I hope so. I really do hope so. We all do, yeah. I think, I I reckon next season, I reckon by the end of next year, I think they might allow full capacity stadiums again. I think so. Vaccine works. Don't don't jump the gun. You don't like to see if this vaccine will work or not first. If it works, then yeah, then the next thing is obviously you've got to make sure it goes out to to that many people as well. Mm. Once again, once again, this has become the coronavirus BBC podcast. So we can we can move on. But anyway, yeah, I'll have... probably uh, end it on that one then. Yeah, end it on that note. Okay. Um, Let's say, um, for you people in the comments, so do you? Who do you think? What do you think? It's a good idea for um, football fans or some football fans to come back and when do you think in the future full capacity crowds or an increase in capacity fans um, will be introduced into football in all levels? I've, actually just had good, I've had a good thought actually. I'm thinking as well that now that they've had fans back in, um, I think it will start to give more of an advantage again to home teams. Hopefully. Because yeah. obviously, you know, I think now it's like, you know, you've got away teams are going to home grounds and it, it's there's no fans there to get to give them stick or you know put them under pressure whereas even as, even if there's only a few fans there'll still be a bit like you know a bit of encouraging for the home team you see so it'd be it'd be I think it won't be much of a difference but I think as it goes as we increase the capacity of the stadiums I think it will start to have a bit more of an effect again, which is good because you know, it, 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 I think away games now they're not become as challenging. Whereas, you know, you could go to an away game against someone like I don't know, play the tough side, and the atmosphere is against you. And if you win, it makes it even more special, you see. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, I'll let you finish it off. But that's just, just some thought, something I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So after all that, so bye for me then. Bye. Okay, it's goodbye from me. Gingy. Goodbye, guys. And we'll see you.
on the next one. Thanks for watching. Peace. Good evening, everybody. A pleasure and a privilege, as always, to be at Anfield, where we are hoping for another miracle like Istanbul. Shakiri in his own half, holds it square towards Matin.